Greetings. My name is Scriven Kamanga and I'm the uh, lead pastor of Word of Life Church in Blanta. But I also oversee uh, two other churches and uh, uh, Word of Life. And uh, I know that um, we are in partnership with you over there. Grace Church, Nottingham, King's Church, Birmingham, and Revelation Church, Manchester. Thank you very much for giving me this opportunity that I can share the word of God uh, with you. And I'm going to share from the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 11 to 22. And um, the title of my talk this morning is One New Man in Christ. So let's read the text. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 to 22. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, made in the flesh by hands, that at the time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, and uh, this phrase, I'll be referring to it uh, time and again as I continue to speak, because it really brings in a good difference between what was happening outside Christ and what is expected to be done now in Christ. So it says in verse number 13, now that you are in Christ Jesus, you have once, who was once rather, let me take it again. That now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is the law of commandments contained in the ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man. From the two, that's making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. I have a dream that my four little children will one day walk side by side with anyone and will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character. This was Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. in a speech that he read in August 1963 when he led a protest march against the white uh, government oppressing the black people. So his desire 
as he was speaking, was that one day, people in the United States will not be judging each other based on their skin color, but rather on the content of their character. May I ask this question, where are we on this dream? Can this dream be achieved? For me, I think, yes, it can. Only if we do one thing. And that is if we come into Christ. Because in Christ, everything changes. Yes. If we go into the passage and look at what's going on, let me say here that the church in Ephesus had two kinds of people. In other words, we would say there were two races. There were the believing Jews and the believing Gentiles. Now, the Gentiles were far off from God. They were pagans. They did not have the scriptures and therefore did not believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. On the other hand, we have the Jews. And the Jews were the natural descendants of Abraham. They had the scriptures. They knew God. But one thing they were also lacking was that they did not accept Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior. So though they were near, <laughs> but they did not accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. Now, the Gentiles were not the natural descendants of Abraham. So naturally, they were not Jews. And so these are the two kinds of people. And so there was tension. Even after these believers had been born again and have come into faith and they're in the church, they still carried forward <laughs> those beliefs that, oh, the one who matters is a Jew. The Gentile says, no, the one who matters is the Gentile. And they were not looking to each other properly. And so there was hostility going on. There was a barrier going on. The Jews would not have dealings with the Gentiles because they thought they were superior. Because they were the natural descendants of Abraham. And so, Paul comes in and challenges this. He says, no, 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 no. You guys, you are now in Christ. Now, because you're in Christ, then everything changes. And I love this phrase that I talked about when I was reading the passage, that I'll keep on going to it back and forth. And that phrase is that which says, but now in Christ Jesus. But now in Christ Jesus, everything has changed. He's telling them, yes, Gentiles, you are far from God. You are not the natural descendants of Abraham. But now that you are born again, you are children of God. And you must work together with your brother in Christ, the Jew. He actually, at the beginning, challenges them and reminds them who they were. But they were nothing before God. They were uncircumcised. 
they were far off from God, they should not begin to bring those things in the church. At the same time, the Jews were posing as superior because they thought they were close to God. They had the scriptures. And so, we see here Paul is saying, uh-uh, don't bring these things in the church. He's telling the Jews, though you are the natural descendants of Abraham, but you are not, or I should say, you were not born again by those works of yours. The passage mentions some things like circumcision. They were believing in the law. They were saying because they were the Jews and they were doing those things, therefore they were the right people to access God. And therefore, therefore they were superior to the Gentiles. And so Paul is saying, uh-uh. Let me remind you that in Christ, everything changes. In Christ, there is no more Jew, there is no more Gentile. Jesus Christ has broken that wall of separation. He has. So because he has broken down that wall of separation, you don't have to say, I am a Jew, I am a Gentile, I am better than my brother, my sister. No. He says, in Christ now, there is one. He says, you have now been created to a new man. A new one man. The Bible talks about both. It keeps on saying both, both, both. If you critically look at the passage. Both there represents these two races. The Jews and the Gentiles. And it keeps on saying both, both, both. Meaning, both. Now in Christ are one. They don't need to be fighting each other over their races. He's telling them no race is superior to the other. Therefore, brothers and sisters, I want to tell you that these skin colors that we have do not matter. Because the skin color will not take you to heaven. The skin color will not save you. What will save you is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you are saved, what has saved you is not your skin color. What has saved you is not your nationality. What has saved you is the gospel of Jesus Christ. You received the gospel and you accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, joining a new race. Right? You now belong to a totally different race. In Christ now, nothing of the flesh matters. Circumcision, physical, that is, skin color, following the regressions and all that, those things do not matter. Bible says here that uh, you are not a Jew because of your skin color. And I love this. He says in Romans chapter 2, verses 28-29, For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart. Alright? In the spirit. Which means when you are born again, it means you've been circumcised in your heart. Your heart is 
changed. That's why Paul says, in the heart we believe to be saved. And in our mouth we speak salvation, that which we believe in our heart. So, in Christ, but now in Christ, you too, you both form what is called the church of God. He says in this passage, as a church of God, you are one. Just like he explains elsewhere, giving an illustration of the body of Christ, using the real body that we have in Corinthians, for example, where he talks about the body, the human body. He says the human body has got many members, many parts. And no part can claim to be superior to the other. The head cannot say, I am more important than the legs. Yes, I can think the brain is in the head, but the brain or the head cannot work. It will need the legs. In other words, every member of the body is important. So Paul takes that analogy and says, so is with the body of Christ. There may be many members, but we are one body. And we who are believers, Paul says here, we are building the temple of God. This is a new temple based on people who believe. People who do not look at this color of the skin as something very important. People that do not look at the brother as an enemy because he has a different color of the skin. No. This is a new church. This is a new race. This is a new man. Paul says in this passage that he, Jesus, broke the wall of separation so that he can create in us a new one man. In other words, one race. So, brothers and sisters in the Lord, I want to encourage you. It is not godly to judge each other based on our outward looks. It is not godly to judge each other based on the color of our skin. Martin Luther King Jr. died even before he could see that dream come to pass. 57 years have gone since he left this world. As I asked at the beginning, where are we? Are we embracing each other as brothers and sisters, as one person? As we've seen in this passage, it is very clear. Everything changes if we believe in Jesus Christ. So Jesus died on the cross to break that war of separation. That's why Paul says there is neither Jew, neither Greek, nor slave, nor uh, master, nor female, nor male, but in Christ Jesus we are all one. We ought to live together in the church as one people. The black person can sit together with a white person. 
the white person can sit together with a colored. The colored can sit together with a white person. What brings us together is nothing but the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross of Calvary. It cleanses us from all unrighteousness. The gospel of Jesus Christ is that gospel of reconciliation. The pastor tells us that he wanted to reconcile both to himself. Both meaning both the Jews and the Gentiles. So God is looking at all of us, regardless of where we may be, that we believe in this gospel, the gospel of peace. He says, when this one human is created, there shall be peace. There shall be no more hostility. People will not be fighting each other because of the skin color. People will not be, you know, you know, killing each other because they just differ their skins. No! The gospel of Jesus Christ is the gospel for all. That's why this passage tells us that the message was preached to those that were far off, the Gentiles, and those that were near to God, the Jews. So many, as I've already pointed it out, both did not receive Christ and needed to receive Christ. That's why Paul says elsewhere in Romans chapter 1, verse 17, that I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it is the power of salvation to everyone who believes. First, to the Jew. Because he knew the Jew would be pompous and say, oh no, we, we are the descendants of Abraham. We are the Israelites. We are the godly people. He says, no. Without Christ, you are nothing. On the other hand, the Jew will be saying, oh yes, I mean the the." The Gentile will be saying, oh yeah, we have received Christ. You Jews, you are saying, okay, you received the scriptures. You were close to God. But, oh, look at us. We are far from God, but now we have received Christ, so we are better off. Or now all of us, you know, as long as we believe we are in Christ, we are one. So there is something that you can say you Jews cannot boast about. And they're trying to look down upon their colleagues to say because they have now become born again. The Jews are also born again. Then therefore, they can boast. No. There's nothing to boast about. Except in Jesus Christ. Looking at what he did on the cross of Calvary. To bring you and me to God. To bring mankind together. So that man can be created in you. And walk in oneness. Walk in harmony walk together side by side regardless of the outward looks so ladies and gentlemen let me say it again if you believe in Jesus Christ you are my brother <clears throat> yes I have this black skin you may have a skin different from mine, maybe a white skin, maybe a colored one. But because you believe in Jesus, you and me are one. And we can walk together. We can encourage one another. We can stand together. Because we form a new race.
Christ testify that I am born again today. I am a believer today. And I'm sharing this good news to you. Because one person cared to share the good news to me. And you know what? That person is not even a black person. A white person. Mrs. Nina Rold. From South Africa. She came to Malawi and shared the good news to me. She did not give me the Jesus of the white people. She did not give me the Jesus of the black people. She gave me the Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> the Jesus that we find in the Bible. Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus, the God himself. So look, we all become one when we come to Jesus. The Spirit of God is one. God the Father is one. Jesus is one. The body that is forming, the body of Christ, is one. The church is one. So we need to work together. So I ask the question, can the dream of Martin Luther King Jr. be achieved? I want to say it again. Yes, it can if we change our mentality and understand that all these things outside do not matter. That our skin colors do not matter. But what matters is Jesus Christ. The world will be a better place to live if we all accepted Christ as our Lord and personal Savior and walk together in harmony. The world will be at peace if we all accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior and walk side by side regardless of the nationalities that we have, regardless of the skin colors that we have. What have you done to end racism? It starts with you. You can do something. God is depending upon you as his child to bring this gospel of peace, gospel of reconciliation, gospel of accepting unity in diversity. That though we may differ in many ways, but in Christ Jesus, we are one. And this is a new race. One new man in Christ. Let me conclude by saying this. Racism is not godly. It does not come from God. It is life outside Christ. And if you are partaking or participating in this kind of life, God is saying to you, Repent. Confess your sin and accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Because then you will understand that actually your color does not make you superior to the other. If you are already born again and you relaxed like these Gentile believers at this church, like these Jewish 
believers at this church, they had to be reminded by Paul that uh -uh, uh -uh, you are one. Christ abolished that wall of separation of races. That you all have access to God, your Father. That you all have the opportunity to talk to God as your Father. That you are one. Then I want to ask you to take this message to the rest of the world. Preach peace. Preach reconciliation. Preach oneness. Preach against racism because God does not delight in this. In fact, in First Corinthians where I talked about that Christ is talking about the body having many members, he says it pleased God to have that member of the body to look like the way it looks. It pleased God that I look like the way I look. It pleased God that you look like you look. <laughs> so, we must embrace each other. So, come on, preach the gospel that Paul is preaching here. Racism does not have any space in our church today. It does not have any space in our societies today. It has no space in our nations today. Say no to racism in the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Pray, Lord, that you continue to minister this word to your people. Let your Holy Spirit, the master teacher, the master evangelist, continue. Until someone says, yes, I want to embrace every person as my brother, as my sister, because that is what you desire, that we work together in peace, in harmony, as one new man in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So, Father, to you be the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.